It's that time, the Betting Predators podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter, SleepyJ underscore pregame. Joined here by the baseball, basketball, golf guru, Uncle Dave. You guys can find him on Twitter as well, Dave underscore Essler. And you can get us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. Well, here we go again, Uncle Dave, another Monday, another golf recap, and... By no surprise, Uncle Dave nailed another winner. So, I'm not sure I lost track, Uncle Dave. Is that now four out of, like, the last eight that you've hit the winner? I think it's four out of nine and one first-round leader, which paid really well. So, so yeah. I mean, um, you know, it was nice to have an 11-shot win instead of sweating it out like we had to do last week. We've been doing fairly well. Actually, uh, yesterday... Harris English finished second, and full disclosure, I almost took him. But we ended up with DJ winning. Also had Berger to win. He finished third. Had Kisner to win. He finished fourth. We had, I think we had Rom uh, in top ten. That also cashed. We had uh, Alexander Norin uh, cast a nice ticket for us. So, you know, up and down the board, it was it was a great tournament, Sleepy. And 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 truly, it was nice to, to watch the last hour and a half, knowing actually almost all of Sunday knowing that there was no chance DJ was going to lose that. What I did find interesting, I'm already working on the BMW this week, and DJ is the chalk at uh, plus 800. And if he didn't do what he did this past week, he'd be probably probably uh, 20 to 1. He was 22 to 1 last week. So if he'd have just had a marginal week, he certainly wouldn't have had any better odds this week, just to sort of show you how that recency bias works. I mean, there's no way he'd have been the chalk, um, but you know, how do you bet against that? You know, even if he, you know, regresses, I don't think he's going to regress to shooting two eighties and a 78 like he did before this little run. So yeah, it's all good. Sleepy. That was an interesting tournament to say the least. I mean, minus 30. I mean, that's just, that's some impressive golf. Johnson ended up hitting a, a 60 round. I think it was the second the second round he had a shot of 60. So that was that was impressive. I didn't do all that bad. I hit a couple tickets, pushed a couple. I was really pissed off about Tiger Woods and uh, my Adam Scott head-to-head wager. I go on to the 18th. Scott's up by one. I'm like, just don't bogey, dude. Just don't bogey. Par five. He goes out. First shot, beautiful. Second shot. Into the weeds somewhere. He had to end up taking a drop. So he did end up bogey, and I ended up with a uh, ended up with a with a push on that bet. I think I had Berger inside the top twenty. He played really well. I was really rooting hard for that Grillo play that I gave out that hundred and seventy five to one, and he he played well minus eight. A couple guys played well. I was actually really surprised, Uncle Dave, to see Bubba Watson actually play as well as he did. I mean, he's really been struggling, but he had a he had a rock solid tournament. So. It was a good weekend of golf. I actually, I watched so much golf two weeks ago that I I didn't even want to watch any this week. One, it wasn't really televised to where, you know, you could watch the featured groups. And I was enjoying going and getting up in the morning and and betting head-to-heads and stuff like that and just watching golf all day when we were at the PGA Championship. But I tried not to watch too much. and, And I think I probably lucked out because, you know, DJ ran away. And as you said, you know, going into Sunday, I mean, what was he at a five stroke lead? And then before you know it, I think he eagled number two and then he was up by seven. And my buddy texts me. He's like, this is all over. He had DJ um, with you. You guys have been actually red hot together. So 
Hopefully this week we'll be able to go ahead and continue that streak. I think we will. But I want to talk some baseball and some basketball today. But I want to start out in baseball, Uncle Dave, because we do have an early game here. We have the Blue Jays and the Rays today. This one's going to go ahead and start at 310. Tanner Rourke will be on the mound here for the Blue Jays. Blake Snell will be on the mound for the Rays. Total right now sitting at eight. A little bit of juice here on the over Tampa. An overwhelming favorite now minus 215 at most of the shops. I'm going to let you go first here, Uncle Dave. Rourke, Snell, Rays, Jays, what do you got? Well, I, you know, I suspect that, I mean, I think that line opened at, at minus 190, and, and look where it is now. I mean, I think, I think Westgate in Vegas is, is minus 220, and I think FanDuel and DraftKings are somewhere in a neighborhood of minus 230. And, and that has to be uh, mainly because of Blake Snell, mainly because people want to bet in an early game they got nothing to do in between basketball games. Uh, maybe a lot of people are using the Rays in a parlay. Maybe. I don't know. But any bet on the Rays for me would absolutely have to be first five. I mean, Blake Snell has some pretty impressive numbers. But Blake Snell has a history of not pitching very deep. And, in fact, this year in five starts, he's never gone more than five innings. So uh, if you bet on Snell for the game – that means you're going to be betting on the Rays bullpen, which has been pretty good lately, but, you know, they're not anything to write home about. And the thing about Toronto, you know, Rourke can go either way. What Rourke is, is a ground ball pitcher predominantly. He can keep the ball in the park. I think that's why you haven't seen that total jump up too terribly much yet. He has already pitched against the Rays just uh, 10 days ago. Rays hit him pretty hard. And usually in that situation, I might look for the pitcher to make some adjustments. Uh, and given the fact that the Jays bullpen has an ERA under three in the last week or so, you know, I don't know that I agree with all that Tampa Bay money. And if I were to bet that game, I would have to take Toronto on the run line. I mean, it's basically free. And especially if that total is going to be low, I just don't, uh, I just don't hold Snell in as high a regard for a full game as maybe some people do. And I, I think, I think he's not worth minus two thirty for sure. Uh, and Rook is certainly worth, you know, plus 200. But seeing as how the run line is so cheap, uh, if I had to bet that game, it's the Toronto Blue Jays plus one and a half. I think you would assume a lot of that big money is the fact that the Rays have been cashing tickets for the betters, eight and two over their last 10. I would probably go ahead and lean slightly to the over. I don't have, you know, much of a, a thought here on the side. I don't want to go up against Snell because we know that if he's on and he's he's pitching well, it's going to be tough for that Blue Jays lineup to go ahead and probably get after him. And and they do have a couple guys out. I think Bichette's out for the Blue Jays, so that might hurt them a little bit in their leadoff and especially, you know, maybe their their defensive play. It would only be the over for me. I think that there's a, there's a chance you might see some walks and some homers. These guys have given up some big hits throughout the season, and it's like they're hit and miss. They're, just, they're not consistently good. They're not consistently bad. And as you mentioned, if you're not going to get – you know, maximum innings out of Snell that you end up, you know, probably getting into that Rays bullpen. Maybe the Jays can get after them. So it's not like these teams haven't seen each other either, Uncle Dave. This will be the seventh game that they've seen each other. So I'm sure that enough batters in both lineups have gotten a look uh, at these starting pitchers and at these bullpens. So for me, it would be the over and the money has come in here on the over slightly. 
probably jump on that at eight before it gets to eight and a half if it does. But that would be, you know, the only way that I would look in that game. Let's jump over to, why don't we talk Cubbies, Uncle Dave? They've been playing rather well, and they're going to go ahead and go up against the Tigers today. Mills will be on the mound here for the Cubs. Mize will be on the hill for the Tigers. Cubs, lukewarm favorite here, right around minus 120, nine and a half total. I'm automatically just drawn right to the Cubs. I'm not sure if that's the way that the way that you're going to go here, Uncle Dave, or if you'll go with the total. What do you think about the Cubs and the Tigers in this one? You know, I think the Cubs might be one of the bigger SpongeBob plays of the day because they're the Cubs and because it's the Tigers. You know, I look at the Cubs, the first thing I know, without even looking, Chris Bryant's out. Suze has been out. You know, they they haven't really been putting up a lot of runs. You know, you look at their run production in the last few games, two, four, one, four, three. So I'm I'm a little leery of the Cubs and their their bullpen has been has been miserable all season. Uh, and has been miserable over the last week. And then I look at Mills. You know, he started off, you know, he two-hit the Reds. He three-hit Kansas City. Uh, and then, you know, I don't know whether these guys got a book on him or not, but the uh, the Brewers crushed him. The Cardinals crushed him. So, I'm, 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 you know, that's almost enough for me to not take the Cubs. Now, I look at the Tigers, and, you know, Shoup's upgraded to probable. I do like him. Their bullpen hasn't been very good either. Uh, Mize, he can go either way. He did get kind of drilled at the White Sox. But uh, I'm kind of leaning to the Tigers, and I'm kind of leaning to the over. Uh, not so much uh, because I love the Tigers. I just don't think the Cubs are, are that good right now. Uh, I mean, they're, you know, they've, they've lost 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 out of 10, 7 out of 11 or something like that. Uh, and as I said, they're just not hitting the ball they haven't had more than they haven't had double digit hits since august 15th uh, and then you got to go back to the 11th time before that they did it so i just can't do it they've given up home runs i mean they gave up 12 in in three games at the white Sox this weekend um 11 in two games until darvish pitched yesterday uh, and 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 he had to basically uh give up no runs because they they won two to one so i just don't think that the cubs are 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 really and you know that should tell you something because you think cubs tigers that line would be you know a lot higher than it is right now uh, and i don't know what it opened at 140 ish or whatever but you would have thought that we probably would have opened higher than that not only did it open lower than that the money's going towards detroit so i tend to agree with it uh, i don't love it i think i think if i was going to bet it i might split that you know you can get the run line plus one and a half minus 130 which isn't a bad deal a little more juice than i like to play um, but I think if you split that with maybe the, the run line as well, or that equates to the uh, money line as well, I'm sorry. Uh, but I think that equates to, you know, some books offer it like a, a plus one run. So I don't like the Cubs sleepy. I like the Tigers. For me, it, it would be simple here. Play the over. I don't I don't think there's any way this game stays under today. One of the things that, 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 that glaringly sticks out to me is the Tigers' mize. And, if you look at what he did in his last game, he pitched four innings, Uncle Dave. He struck out seven, but he gave up seven hits. And that, to me, tells me that this guy's challenging each and every batter that steps in the box. He's throwing it right down the middle, trying to blaze a fastball past them. And he's either getting them or he's getting hit. And to go ahead and give up seven hits and seven Ks, I mean, it's like, man, you know, the guys, he's striking guys out. 
but he's not doing anything else. It's a, he's not, he's, it doesn't seem like he's probably mixing in a whole lot of pitches to try to confuse anybody. And you're going to go up against the Cubs lineup that, you know, we know that we know they're very good. But Mills, on the other hand, I mean, he hasn't been good. Uh, he's given up at least, you know, a, a hit every inning. He's walked eight batters, given up three home runs. And if the money's moving against the Cubs, well, then that's just telling you that they expect the Cubs. And it's not like they're, you know, overwhelming favorites. You would think, you know, a team that's 17 and 10 going up against a team that's 11 and 15. I mean, clearly the Cubs are the better team, but they're only a minus 120 favorite and the money's moved against them all morning is just telling me that Mills is going to get hit. And if Mize is going ahead and he's challenging batters, I think we might see, you know, a, a bunch of homers in this game today. I wouldn't be surprised if it's filled with a bunch of walks. So for me, it would, it would, I don't even really feel like I have to dig too deep into this one. I feel that the line move and what I'm seeing here with both of these pitchers right now is telling me that we're going to see some runs and we're going to see some hits in this game today. Yeah, we'll see some strikeouts. Maybe I'll look at a couple of props or something like that. But um, yeah, I'm going to look for, I'm going to look for some props actually against, uh, it looks like Mize is going to be the guy who's going to end up striking out. So maybe I can go ahead and fade a couple uh, cubby guys that are going to step in the box that are that are looking rather cold as of late. So that'll be something that I look at, but I would go ahead and play the over in that one. Let's talk Rockies, Uncle Dave. Rockies are going to – it seems like we've we've done this pitcher the last three or four times that he's pitched, and that's Casanelli. He'll be on the hill here for the Rockies. Arizona will have Kelly on the mound. Total right now, nine. There might be some nine-and-a-halves out there. It's like nine over – 125 so a lot of juice here on the over Arizona overwhelming favorite here minus 150 155 I'll let you go ahead and rip and run on this one first Uncle Dave what are you thinking well I think if you I mean I think that line is strictly the starting pitchers which obviously most of them are but if you're going to bet on Arizona you better hope you get the Kelly that shot out the Padres not the one that gave up four runs in five innings to Oakland in his last outing you know, I, I have to wonder if he's not in regression mode. And if you're going to take Arizona for the full game, um, you better beware that their bullpen has a 5.76 ERA and a 1.72 whip over the last week. That's that's basically horseshit. And you got to also remember that Arizona uh, did what they were supposed to do for me yesterday because I had a game of the month on the Giants. But in Arizona's last five games – They've scored one run four times and two runs once. So I think I'm in total agreement with the fact that the under is very doable at nine and a half, somewhat doable at nine. I'm a little leery of the bullpens, so I might look at that as first five. But even with Arizona's, uh, even with Arizona, you know, Arizona is also in a bad spot. You know, I think they just played at Oakland, at San Francisco. So they've been on the road. Now they come home and I think in a, you know, in a, in a team in their first game back has always been a spot that I don't like. You know, these guys, a lot of them have families and whatnot, and, and you know, they come home and, you know, the kids want to play, and, you know, they got personal stuff to deal with. The wife wants a break and yada, yada, yada. So you wonder how focused they are on that first game back. And I think that it's magnified now with the pandemic. You know, if you're, if you're a player's wife with a couple of kids and, you know, your husband's been – 1,500, 2,000 miles away for a week and he's coming home, you know, you're not going to be, you know, oh, honey, let's let's uh, let's go back to normal and let's snuggle and here, go play with the kids. I think you're going to be a little more cautious. So 
with that in mind, I'm 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 leery of Arizona, like really leery. You know, that could be another one that I worry about. And you know, you're right, Castellani. I, I bet against him uh, a couple times, and 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 that was probably not a good idea. So, you know, uh, he uh, pitched pretty well at Seattle. He pitched pretty well at home against Texas. But then he faced Houston, and Houston just tore him a new one just uh, five days ago. You know, eight hits in less than six innings, five runs all earned. So you got to wonder, is that because teams now see what he might have, or is that just, you know, Houston at the wrong time in the wrong place? I I don't know the answer to that. Uh, The Rockies' bullpen has been much better on the road, ERA of only 2.3. But the last week or so, they've been – really bad, but they also played the Dodgers in Houston and you would almost expect them to be bad. So in as much as that's a, a tough game, you know, I don't think Arizona and, and Kelly are worth minus 150. I can't quite get to the Rockies. Um, I think if I had to bet that game, I would bet the under, uh, you know, maybe like a, a two star, like I kind of like it, but not love it. And I would probably throw another little bit on the under because I just don't see it being Arizona and over. Uh, too many things have to regress uh, for that to happen, and, and I don't think they will. I know Colorado hasn't actually been banging the ball out like they might when they're at home. You know, they only scored seven runs in three games at the Dodgers. Uh, they did score quite a few of the series before, but then again, that was home. So I do agree with that under, um, probably more so than the Rockies' run line, but I think that under is probably correct, Sleepy. I'm with you 100%. The under is probably the best bet in that game. If you go back and you look at Castanelli, what he's done, you know, the games where he's gotten hit up are are at home. And he gave up like two homers, had a bunch of walks there at home. But when he was on the road, he actually played quite well. If you look at what Kelly's done, I mean, this guy's had to go up against the A's. He went up against the Padres twice and the Dodgers. Those were his last four games. But, I mean, this guy's striking out, you know, four, five, six, seven batters. He's got three games where he struck out seven batters and the walks that he's given up this season, you know, you can't blame him for that, which he's only given up five, but you know, you're going up against the Padres who, you know, that lineup's just been insane. Oakland, you know, their lineup is tough. The Dodgers, we know. So I think that, that Kelly comes into this game thinking at least, you know, I have a a team that, you know, they're not playing the greatest of baseball right now. I mean, the Rockies started out red hot. They started to cool off a little bit. But I think that Kelly will probably have a lot of success today. The fact that this is at nine and a half, I think this is just a line that's being put out there. You know, like the same old Rockies and, and D-backs, you know, going to go out there and slug the ball all over. I don't, I don't see that happening. And as you mentioned about Arizona, the alarming thing with that team right now, you know, they scored six runs over the last five games. You're not going to beat anybody, you know, putting up one run or two runs, and they haven't. They've lost five in a row. I think if they can go ahead and get a guy like Kelly on the mound today and they're not hitting the ball all that well and they're, and they're going to score a limited amount of runs, it's not that I wouldn't go ahead and play against Arizona, but I think that, you know, that they're in line maybe. I mean, it looks like it could be, you know, a three- or four-run game maximum for for the D-backs. Maybe, you know, maybe their, te- maybe their team total under is a way to go. Maybe the Rockies' team total under is a way to go. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, maybe if you plug in both of the team totals under and you play the game under that you probably don't hit, you know, maybe two out of three in that one. 
I just think it's going to be hard for either of these offenses to go ahead and erupt today. But I think the under is 100% the, the best bet in the game. I mean, that, that to me, it would be like, why am I going to lay 150 with Arizona that's not hitting right now? Or, you know, take the Rockies on the road with a pitcher who, you know, really hasn't proven himself. The under is, is certainly the best bet in that game. Um, I'm with you 110% with that one, Uncle Dave. I like that one. Let's talk some basketball here, Uncle Dave. Now, I want to skip the Laker game and I'll skip the Bucks game. So we'll skip the early and the late. Let's do the two middle games. Let's do the Rockets and the Thunder. I, I can't get this series right to save my life, Uncle Dave. I like the Thunder in game one, game two. Turn around like the Rockets in game three. Loser, loser, loser. Today it'll be the Rockets minus two and a half point favorite. Total 224. I'll give you my pick. If you guys want to fade it, since I haven't gotten anything right in this series, feel free. I like the Rockets today. I think they bounce back. Um, I'll just leave it at that, Uncle Dave. I, I don't have, you know, a whole lot on this series. I mean, I can go through everything they've done and, and all this crap like that. But, you know, the fact is I've ha- I have I just simply haven't gotten any of these games right with this series. So, I would go ahead. I'd play the Rockets, and I won't be surprised if you're on the Thunder today. What do you got? And I could probably build a case for either side. I mean, probably much like you could. But I'm going to be honest with you, Sleepy. I'm looking at the board here, and I see 75% of the tickets are on the Houston Rockets. Line opened, Houston minus 3.5. It's now minus 2.5, which comes back down through 3, which – you know, there aren't key numbers like they are in football, but three is kind of a key number. It's one possession. So I think if I had to bet that game, I'm taking Oklahoma City just because it appears that that's where the sharp money is. Now, the sharp money doesn't always mean it's right. You know, SpongeBob wins every once in a while, but I got it. I, I can't ignore that amount of money on, on, on Oklahoma City, at least right now. You know, here it is a little afternoon. We still got four hours, but if you – Put a gun to my head right this minute. You know, give me the Rockets. I might even play it small and, and buy the hook back up to three just for something to do this afternoon. I know that's not the way you're supposed to bet, but I would admit there's a little bit of a degenerate in all of us. So, you know, yeah, I'm going the other way, Sleepy. Uh, and, and I don't have a lot of really cool in-depth logic. I mean, I could look at the numbers, and I did for both games. that they All three games they played, yada, 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 and I – you know, I could legitimately build a case for both teams. You know, numbers lie and liars figure, and and I could totally make a case even with the numbers for for both teams, regardless of you know who's up, how many games. You know, you just look at the box scores, and I could say, yeah, but yeah, but. So I could totally spin a, a, an analysis into a a good one for either team. So yeah, if I got to bet the game, I'm just simply following the money and taking. Oklahoma City Thunder. Does Kevin Durant still play there, by the way? It'd be nice if he did. One of the key guys that actually might be out in this game today, Uncle Dave, might be Steven Adams. Now, he suffered a right knee bruise, and he ended up getting taken out of the last game. So I, I'm looking at it two ways, and I and I will say this. I agree exactly with what you said, that you can make a case for either team here and if, if you're right, you're a genius. If you're wrong, you're an idiot. But it doesn't matter because, you know, these two teams right now, these these are really, you know, two teams that are kind of quite even. But I think if Adams is hurt, limited, or out of this game, 
clearly that's an advantage here for the Rockets. As I've said, I'm not going to get into trying to deep dive into a handicap on this game because you can make a case for both sides. And with my track record right now with this series, um, it, it doesn't matter. And sometimes I feel like it's wasted work and it, it gets discouraging at times. And, and you've been in my shoes before, Uncle Dave, where you know you feel like you have the right side every game and it just doesn't seem to go ahead and pan out. But I will say this, if Steven Adams is out of the game tonight, I don't know how they overcome that because the one thing you have to do against the Rockets is you have to out-rebound them. And most teams do, and they rebound them by a margin. And Adams is going to be a key piece to that team. I believe in the last game I had him points, rebounds, and assists over 24 and a half. And he went well over his rebounds. He, I think he had like an assist or two, but he really struggled to put points on the board, which ended up killing my wager. So my thinking is if you take Adams off the floor, that's going to be a really, really big advantage for the Rockets. So that's one of the reasons why I like the Rockets, but I do think the Rockets bounce back, you know, off of a loss. So that would be the direction I go in that game. Let's talk Pacers heat, heat minus six total right now, two sixteen. This one will be on at six thirty PM Eastern Miami going ahead, looking to go ahead and close this series out. They're up three, nothing right now. What do you got for this one? Uncle Dave, you got any thoughts on the, the heat and the Pacers? Not really. I mean, I don't like those three O games, you know, the, you know, especially now in the bubble, you know, you got to ask yourself, you know, does Indiana want to play or do they want to go home? You know, I could argue either way. I could argue that they just want to go home because they know they're probably not going to win four straight. Or I could argue maybe they want to win a game or two so they don't have to go home because they're having a good time in that little bubble away from much responsibility. So, for that matter, you know, the, the money seems to seems to kind of like the Pacers, but it kind of seemed to like them the last game, too. So, you know, actually it liked them a lot. But I think the best bet in that game is probably the under. Because, I mean, let's face it, you know, neither team has a, has a prolific offense, and both teams can play defense. And, you know, two of the three games were, were under, you know, two – 214 in game one, 209 in game two. And I think they had that anomaly in game three, uh, two, 239. Uh, and even in that game, it was, it was kind of, you know, I, I think, I think Miami just went out and, and kept on scoring. It could have been even higher, but I think in a, in a closeout game, uh, that maybe not so much. So if I'm betting that game, I know I'm kind of rambling, but I'm, I'm kind of working and talking, you know, I, I see that under sitting at 216 and a half, 217 at DraftKings and FanDuel. Um, And I'm I'm thinking uh, I don't see too many scenarios where it goes over. So if I'm betting that game, I'm taking the under. I'll probably go ahead and and just jump on the heat here, minus the six points. If you go back and you look at what they've done in this series, they've won by 12, 9, and 9. Now, they actually played the last game in the bubble – before they ended up here, and the Heat won that game as well, won that game by around 20 or 22 points. So clearly six isn't enough for the Pacers right now. I mean, this team, I mean, they're 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 really missing Sabonis. I think one of the big problems for this Pacers team is the fact that, you know, T.J. Warren hasn't been able to be himself in this series. And one of the main reasons is because he pissed off Jimmy Butler. And that's the guy that you don't want to piss off because he's going to guard you and, and he's one of the best defenders in the league. 
and Warren, you know, going for his 35 or 40 points, you know, as he was inside the bubble, um, that's quickly turned around for this team. And now it's, you know, you got to hope and pray that Brogdon or, or Warren or somebody in this team, you know, goes off. Now, look, the, the Pacers played well in the last game. I think that was an all-out effort for them. I, I think the last game was like, you know, if we could get this one, we could at least turn this series around a little bit. But the fact that they lost and they played probably their best basketball, I think that's discouraging. They know they're not going to probably win this series. They know they're certainly not going to go ahead and win a title. And I have a feeling that some of these teams are, are going to, you know, go into – you know, these particular games where, you know, it's it's pretty much uh, it's a wrap. You know, they're probably ready to go. You know what? We do what we could do here. It's time to get the hell out of this bubble and, and go back home. So I wouldn't be surprised if you actually see somewhat of a flat effort out of the Pacers today and the Heat going out saying, you know, let's go ahead and get a break because these teams really haven't had much of a break. I mean, it's been, you know, in the bubble once they started. They're playing every other day. So if the Heat can go ahead and, and – get this series over with, they'll get themselves a couple of days rest. And that might be a big advantage for them, um, you know, come, going into the next series. So um, I, I'll I'll take the heat here minus the six. I feel pretty comfortable with that. As I mentioned, the Pacers, you know, they haven't covered that number in the last four games against the heat. So why not go ahead and give me the heat? I think the situation certainly favors them. Uh, anything else, Uncle Dave? We got any hockey? You know what I noticed last night, Uncle Dave? I was going through the hockey odds. And the Golden Knights are a minus 715 favorite to go ahead and beat the Vancouver Canucks. Now, if you look at the other odds with the other three games, I mean, they're all like minus 110, minus 150. And the Golden Knights right now are like plus, I think, plus 235 to go ahead and raise the Stanley Cup. So I did see that last night, but I was shocked that they were that big of favorites last night. And that was before... They actually ended up with their 5 nothing shutout last night. Either that or it was updated like instantly. Maybe they updated it, you know, in, in the third period. I don't know, but they're a monster favorites. So, Uncle Dave, what, we have a, a golf tournament coming up this week. Obviously, we'll be diving into that. Why don't you talk for a, a minute before we close out the podcast on maybe what we could expect? Because I know we have some playoff stuff coming up. We have guys that, that were in the field that won't be in the field. Where will we be playing this week? Is there any kind of cool news circling around the golf stuff this this upcoming week? Well, as I said when we came on here today, the odds of have, uh, have significantly changed. You know, DJ's chalk at plus eight fifty, uh, and I can assure you, if he just had a normal tournament last week, he would probably have been you know eighteen hundred to twenty two hundred. Maybe it's twenty two hundred last week. You know, they're in Chicago. I don't expect. A holy, they might have a weather delay, but you know, it'll be warm. And, and the lines are just out now, and you know I'm kind of working and talking here at the same time. And you know I'm, I'm already looking for a first round leader. And uh, and uh, you know what's going to happen this week, I think, is because they only have seventy guys. That means you're going to have a lot of people that are 101 or more, and you're going to have a lot of people that are 20 to one or less. And I think typically what you're going to find now is the cream is going to rise to the top, just as it did yesterday. You know, you had a couple of guys in the mix, you know, Friday night, Saturday morning, but when all was said and done, you know, who do you have in your top three or four is DJ, Harris English, Rom, Berger. And I think you're going to see 
the same again this week come Sunday. I think the value will be to find uh, a couple of those middle of the road guys or, or and because you know, I usually have 20 or 30 bets. You know, next week, well, they have 70 this week and they cut down to 30. So there's a lot of guys that are that are not in the top 30 right now. You know, there's always that one or two that that have a great tournament. And I think that's where you're going to find your real value is to see if you can isolate that one guy. As if you're doing your own handicap, because you can buy my package and I'm going to do it for you. But I think you can find that one or two guys that need to win or need to have a good tournament that do. And I, I don't know that they'll actually win, but I think you'll find some real value in a T10, T20 with those kind of guys or a first or second round leader because I think you'll almost see a carbon copy of last week. I mean, it'd be easy to go out and take, you know, Xander and Kisner and, and Horschel and Paul Casey and other guys that are that are favorites, you know, to, to be first round leaders. But I'm not necessarily sure that that's going to happen, but I'm sure that they'll all be there come Sunday afternoon. So I'm looking really to find the value in those guys that, that really need to do well to try to advance the next week that have some experience doing so and betting on them early uh, in, in first round leaders and, and in head to heads. I think we're 18 and one now on head to heads or maybe 19. I'll have to go back and look. So I'm a little leery to put that record on the line, but you know, that's kind of where I'm at Monday anyway, Sleepy. Well, that'll be the first thing I ask you when we do our golf pot is a head to head matchup. Cause you're not going to get away with not giving out a head to head for our listeners. Cause as you mentioned, you are red hot. I mean, 18, 19 and one, that's, that's absolutely insane. Um, so with that said, that, that'll wrap up the podcast for today. We'll go ahead and uh, we'll wrap this up. We'll get our golf pod, get, no, we'll get our golf work underway. We'll have that out for you guys probably tomorrow night at some time. And then we'll, we'll probably try to give you guys maybe if we can uh, squeeze some early stuff in for you guys as well, you know, for baseball and basketball. But that'll do it. I'm Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter, Sleepy J underscore pregame. That's Uncle Dave. You guys can find him at Dave underscore Essler. And you can find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck today. Enjoy the games.